Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Hi, Ali. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I, I, I'm good. I keep looking at myself in the Zoom and I just am like, I am just no, usually I have on a bit of makeup. I'll like fill in my brows, put on a little bit of eyeliner, touch a concealer. Today I am no makeup. My hair is a mess. My headphones had died. And so I'm wearing my husband's uh, pink cat ear gaming headphones. And I feel like I just look like I've had it today. <laughs> I think but you I look don't lovely. I feel really good, but I I feel like I look like it's been a it's been a day. <laughs> well, we <laughs> didn't record last week because uh you were under the weather. And next week is Thanksgiving. And so we're probably gonna skip next week too. So I feel like this is like the mountaintop experience today is yeah. talking to you before the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, and we'll probably do be realistically, we'll probably get to like two in December because we'll have a week of Christmas. Yeah. And then I feel like it's almost an average of once a month we end up not recording for whatever reason yeah, these whatever days. Whatever reason, yep. Um, exactly. So yeah, we're nearing wow, we're nearing the end of the year. That's Ooh, significant. Crazy. Yeah. Um, it is for sure. Yeah, I'll let you introduce the topic for today because it was yeah. your idea and it's a really good idea. So I was thinking back, I was thinking about a lot of things all the time because my brain never shuts down and I don't sleep, but that's another episode for another day. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was thinking back um, on a couple of different experiences, one that I've had from one side of this uh, topic and then the other from the other side of this topic. And uh, let me explain a little bit. Um. This summer, well, this year for WordCamp US 2023, I was on the first ever, um, I forget what we called it, the first ever team for um, accessibility. That's the word accessibility. And as I reflected back over it, like the people, the team was made up of people with disabilities, right? So Alex Stein, blind man, me, wheelchair, um, and then, uh, and I, I don't want to, you know, those are people who spoke publicly. They're the person, and I don't know if they even have said this publicly, you know, neurodivergence. So, like, the three of us headed up by um, the team member uh, that led our team was um, Joe Simpson Jr. Uh, as one of the lead trio. So, we were underneath his tutelage or purview. I don't know. I'm struggling with words today, Allie. <laughs> I will get through this, I promise. Anyway. I thought it was great. It was one of the ideas that I had last year when I published that article, Five Days Without a Shower, um, was to have a team for, especially for the big flagship events that specifically focused on accessibility, because there is a need for accommodations for people to attend physically and for people who attend online, of course. Um, but as a web community, we tend to think the online part before we remember that public physical spaces and physical events. Also, people have needs that need to be met. And as I was thinking back over and I was like, I love it. I think it's great. And I couldn't say no, I'm not going to do it. And I didn't want to say no, to be honest. I'm not saying that, that for that reason. But to have the team made up of all people with disabilities puts the burden of responsibility on people with disabilities. So we need accommodations means that I need to help make sure that we have the accommodations, as opposed to people saying, hey, I know how to help with accommodations. Let me help make accommodations. And so I guess thinking back even further than that, 
to the fact that, or not the, the fact that, I was thinking back further to um, 2020 and the Black Lives Matter movement that was heightened, right? It didn't start that year, right? We all know it, did, but it was heightened that year by the death of George Floyd. And I was really that was the year that my allyship really like skyrocketed because I had never, I had not been exposed to the need as much. And that sounds crazy. I know, but personally like moved to want to like, yep, I will alienate friends who don't agree with me on this. I will alienate people. I will cut off relationships for people who are going to argue back saying all lives matter and all that kind of crap. Right. So, but I was also still afraid. Because I was afraid I was going to make mistakes. I was afraid I was going to say the wrong thing. I was afraid that I didn't care about alienating the right-wing people that were like, Black lives don't matter unless all lives matter, blah, 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 and all that other stuff, right? And I was, but I was afraid of that. But I was afraid that I would say something that my friend Allie would be like, oh, Michelle, you really put your foot in at that time. Or that my daughter would be like, mom, cringe, delete it, right? Like those kinds of things. And so like, I was like, what am I going to post? What if I post this? And I sent it to Lydia and I said to my daughter, I'm like, hey, is this okay to post? And she's like, mom, I cannot police that for you. I have so many people always asking me like, is this okay? Is this okay? Is this okay? I cannot do that for you. You decide what you have to post and you post it. And um, and then you and she both started recommending books to me like, you need to read this book and this book or this book. If you really want to understand better, read these blog posts, do the research, do the work yourself to understand how to be a better ally. Because it isn't the job of a Black person to make sure that you're the right ally, Michelle. And I was like, oh my God, I had never thought of it that way. And you and I have talked about it a little bit over the years, but we have never done an actual episode about the the emotional and just the sheer exhaustion that can come from being in an underrepresented group and constantly having to, or being asked to, uh, be the person to other people that says, yes, you can say that. No, you can't say that. Here, let me educate you. Yes, I'll make that event. Let me tell you how to make that event accessible for me instead of you doing the research to find out what makes an ex- event accessible for somebody in a wheelchair. Yeah. And so I wanted to talk about that. So I'm, I'm, I've been rambling. I'm going to kick <laughs> it over to you. Um, no, I love all of that. And I mean, in a way, I f- so I think of that as, and I think I got this phrase from Jill Binder, um, as it's mental labor, mental and emotional labor of, you know, when somebody comes up to you and asks you those things, you have to stop what you're doing, which might be something important or something you're focused on. Stop what you're doing and access your uh, your mental capacities, your emotional well, and and potentially have a difficult conversation with that person just mm-hmm. off the cuff out of the blue when you probably weren't prepared for to do that like right. when we come on here once a week i'm prepared for us to potentially talk about stuff that's yeah. uncomfortable or unpleasant or whatever we we volunteered to do that we know it's coming mm-hmm. but like when you spring it on someone it's like okay i don't really want to think about george floyd right now i don't want to think about george floyd all the time you know like it's right. it's as underrepresented people we tend to think about these things throughout the day consistently anyway like you michelle think about how your disability affects your life 
throughout the day. It affects you. Mm -hmm. Whereas somebody who only thinks about it every once in a while, maybe when they see you, to them, it's like, it's not as pervasive. So it doesn't feel as heavy. So I definitely identify with that. And I think that part of that is why we found it underrepresented in tech, because people kept asking us to do the mental labor of helping them find people for their opportunities. And we were tired of doing that, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> uh, having to stop we were doing constantly and doing that for free and blah, blah, blah. Um, specifically with like the policing of language or like, can I say this? Can I say that? Um you know, if somebody is asking for, you know, I need help understanding something or, you know, I had this experience or I had this argument and I want to hear your opinion on it. That's like, that's something different to me, even though I do count that still as mental labor and it is exhausting. Um, that's kind of different to me because that's learning, whereas if it's just if it's a matter of should I post or should I not, that is something that you can figure out for yourself. You know, like your mm-hmm. your anecdote about your daughter is like you can go read a book or read a blog post and find that answer yourself. Um, it's not necessarily the same as learning about an experience that is different from yours from, mm-hmm. you know, the mouth of somebody who goes through that. That's kind of different. Um And yeah, I think that, especially in the world where we live in, which is very online and people are constantly posting things, whether it's content or if it's just a thought and a tweet, um, I'm happy that people care enough about what they're saying and that they don't want to hurt people. But I think that a lot of allies take for granted that part of being an ally is doing a lot of the work yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like asking underrepresented people to hold your hand through everything is not fully being an ally because you are right. not lifting burden off of underrepresented people. You are adding burden onto underrepresented mm-hmm. people. Um, yeah. I also think that it's really important to think about the person you're asking and your relationship to that person. Like there, there's a small handful of people, you included Michelle, that like, I will stop what I'm doing to help pretty much every time, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Because I usually know that, okay, if you're asking me, it means that you did do the work and you still don't get it or you still don't know or it's that complicated where you're really just looking for like a second opinion. And we do that Mm -hmm. back and forth with each other all the time. Um, Yeah, exactly. But I've had people that I've like never spoken to, maybe mutuals on Twitter that I've never spoken to have DM'd me and asked me, you know, I've, I've had, I had this conversation earlier and, you know, there was a, an issue of race came up and I don't know if I handled it well. Can, can I hop on a call with you? And I'm like, (laughs) no, no, nope. I have no interest in doing that. I appreciate that you want to reflect on that situation. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I don't know you (laughs) like, I I don't, here's a Calendly link. You can book a consulting session with me and Michelle, if you really want to do that. But like, you know, it's, I think that people really take for granted how much time we already spend thinking about this stuff that we don't want to do it when we don't have to. Right. Like, right, right. We're not educators on demand. We create a lot of content. I create with you here. You have put 
on your own personal blog, a lot of really good allyship things as well. So we do have together, you and I have put out literally hundreds of hours and hundreds of thousands of words, hundreds of thousands of words, probably between the two of us educating about underrepresented topics. So to ask somebody to say, Hey, I know that you do this kind of work. What do you, you know, how do I do X, Y, Z? It's like, I just want to go. So you don't listen to the podcast and you haven't read our blogs. <laughs> no. it's like uh, We've already talked about this and we already have content about this. And if you actually were doing the work, you'd already know. Yeah. And it's, I it's mean, out there. we have over a hundred episodes, but if you go to underrepresentedintech.com slash podcast, uh, our episodes are organized by topic. Mm-hmm, so if category. you're having mm-hmm. an issue with accessibility, you can look in the accessibility category and find an episode more easily. We have episodes about allyship, community building, DEI concepts, events, hiring and recruiting, jobs and careers, marketing and language, resources and programs. So like, mm-hmm. it's not that hard to find an episode no. <laughs> where we're probably talking about the thing that you're you're wondering about. Yeah. And um, we have a whole page of resources as well that we recommend other places where you can go to find the information. And we're not saying that we don't want to help because mm-hmm. I think that actually we've proven by creating underrepresented in tech and all the work that we do. I've given WordCamp talks, you've given talks like we have done the work and and it's just a matter of you could not you Allie, you the <laughs> listener consuming the work that we've already done. And yeah. that's not to say that, you know, we always say, if you have ideas, if you have questions, if you have things, you can hit us up, we will point you to the resources, mm-hmm. but we're not going to necessarily take a ton of time out of our own personal calendars to educate you personally. And that's not a, that's not a bad thing. It's, yeah. it's not a, and it's not not a slam on you. No, for sure. It's not, yeah. but, but I can, I can point you to resources that can explain it better than I can mm-hmm. in a one-on-one caught off guard. The other thing I wanted to bring up is that you don't know, not only do you not know if you're intruding on somebody's time, if you're intruding on somebody's day, if you're pulling them away from other topics, you also don't know if the question that you're about to ask somebody in an underrepresented group is triggering for them. Mm-hmm. Because just because Allie has a black face, a brown face, <laughs> different than my ridiculously white face, I'm, <laughs> I'm so pale. It's that time of year already. But yeah. Just because we have different pigmentation, let me say it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, mel- what do they say? Melanin challenged? Yeah. Is that the word for Melanin my people? challenged. Yeah. <laughs> Melanin challenged. Um, does it mean that she doesn't have issues in her past or I don't have issues in my past that the way you ask a question or the, the specific question you ask won't trigger something that is personal and painful to us? Yeah. Right. And, and I'm not saying that I have a lot of that. I'm a pretty open book, but I still have things that trigger me and that I could burst into tears at a moment's notice sometimes, right? You yeah. just don't know um, what somebody, what emotional burden somebody else is carrying in their head, even if they are an educator mm-hmm. and even if they are open and share about their experiences publicly, you really need to think about what you're saying to somebody in an underrepresented group about their underrepresentation and what questions you're asking in addition to, are you asking them to carry your emotional labor for you? And I mean, I've had people reach out to me and ask, do you have the capacity? Do you have the mental labor? Are you in a place today where you could talk to me about this? And I really appreciate that. And it's like, even if I'm not, I feel like I'm more likely to try if somebody approaches it that way, because that makes me feel so respected and appreciated. 
um, that they acknowledge that I may not have the mental capacity and they're giving me permission to say no. Because when you just approach it without that, you're putting that person in a really uncomfortable position because it is very awkward and upsetting to have to reply to someone and be like, no, (laughs) I don't. Yeah, I don't want to talk to you about that. It's it's not fun. Yeah. I don't enjoy doing that. Um, exactly. And there's a time and place, right? So if I'm at a word camp and I just gave a talk on underrepresentation yeah. and you want to come talk to me about it because I'm in that headspace and that's what I'm there to do. Yeah. Perfect. Come ask me questions. But if you just DM me out of the blue on a Tuesday and I'm in the middle of other stuff, I'm going to be like, well, how do I, how do I even respond to this right yeah. now? Because I don't have the time and energy. I don't want to be off-putting, but but do your research. (laughs) And this, this This happens to so many people. Like, I mean, in our webinar where you talk to the, um, the three black gentlemen is our, Mm -hmm. uh, the episode one of our webinar series. They talk about that a little bit of like, when you are the only black man at a company and things are going on in the world, having to do with black people, it's suddenly like, well, you now have to speak for all black people. And Yeah. yeah, like do not put people in, that position just don't mm-hmm. you know nope. it's it's great to want exactly. to learn but you kind of have to read the social cues from that other person right like mm-hmm. you work with a black guy and he's the only other black guy there and if he's talking about this stuff a lot if you notice mm-hmm. he's posting about it and you know bringing that sort of energy to himself like that's probably a person you can go talk to about it most of the time though i feel like people are just they just yeah. want to come to work and do their job and go home and you know yeah. It's and it's, I'm going to I'm going to bring up something that you're going to like. I know I, I, I don't ever speak for you, Allie, but I'm <laughs> speaking for you and me both right now. Every question in your head about an underrepresented person does not deserve an answer. That's right. True. I have ha- I have seen people talk to people who are um, either you know, paraplegics or hemiplegics and say to them, well, can you still have sex? Or um, do, could you go to the bathroom yourself? Or do you have a colostomy bag? Like that is none of your business, right? Wow. That is none of your business, right? And, and that's, that's so personal. Yeah. It is so personal, right? To ask a disabled person what they can and cannot do, that is not something that should ever pass your lips. You can wonder your entire freaking life yeah and never get an answer and because you don't deserve an answer to that question and i'm sure that as a as an underrepresented person in an ethnic minority there are questions that you've probably had that you're like thinking oh my god why would you yeah. ask somebody that and i specifically like okay like i in the past i've seen you places where i haven't seen you in a while and i'm like i wonder if that's her real hair or a wig <laughs> and i'm never gonna say hey Allie, are you wearing a wig today because that's none of my business <laughs> It just isn't. That's so funny. That reminds me, like, it brings me to, like, when people, when when a woman is pregnant and people feel like they have the permission to, like, touch her stomach. Ooh, yeah, and it's like, no. it, yeah, people have this weird thing where it's like, there's something different about that person. And so it's, it's almost like, um, you know, those old, I mean, I hate to use this word, but that's what they call them, like those old freak shows, right? Where you'd yeah. go mm-hmm. to look at people who are different and that's what they're there for and you're there to ogle them mm-hmm. and you're there to ask questions. The bearded and lady and all exactly. of that. Exactly. Yep. And so like, mm-hmm. we still kind of have this weird mentality where we see someone who's different and we we want to know all of this stuff and we feel like we deserve to have access to that because it's different. Um, mm-hmm. It's so weird. It's like you would not, 
You wouldn't touch a woman's stomach if she wasn't pregnant. Right. And you wouldn't ask someone, how do you have sex if they weren't paraplegic? Like, why are you, why does this suddenly mean that you can invade their their personal space? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's it's extremely unnecessarily. (laughs) And I've wondered stuff like that about people before, but like, we're human. I'm never, ever, ever going to, that's so embarrassing to, to yeah. even to think about asking them something like that is so embarrassing. I mean, you, you're one of my closest friends. There's stuff that I wouldn't ask you because it's just like, Likewise. it's none of my business. None exactly. of my business. So like, if you want to ask me about my hair, I don't have a problem with that. Like the, the hair thing. <clears throat> but it's I mean, not my it's but I don't I the, don't have a right stands. to that information. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I will say some people are different, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've met people who are like, yeah, you can ask me absolutely anything. Like I don't mind talking about it. Um mm-hmm. and there's there's a an a section of that conversation which can talk to like destigmatization, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that is not typical, that is not the norm. That is not the expectation, right? So, right. like, I am one of those. I don't ever want people to touch my hair, but right. I absolutely never mind people asking about it. Partially because right. my mom used to wear braid extensions all the time, and I remember uh-huh. somebody asking her, um, "Is that your real hair? Is that your hair?" And she said, yeah. "Well, yeah, it's mine. I paid for it. I have the receipt. Exactly. Do you want to see the receipt?" And I always thought that was so funny, so I yeah. usually use that as an answer. And like, I almost want people to ask me about my hair so I can use it as a joke. <laughs> but like, that's weird. I'm weird. Like, that's not the well. That's not the typical response I, that people want. This is way off topic, but if, and I hope you won't mind. You can edit this out if you don't want to share this part of it. But when you and I met up in New York City. And like you had um, blue braids, they mm-hmm. were like gray and blue braids. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I love your hair!" And you like took this w- your your hat off, and like you had sewn them into the hat, so you didn't have to worry about it. You were like, "Look, they're not attached." And I was like, "I love it." <laughs> I'll tell you what, people stop people stopped asking me if what my hair color was was my natural hair color when I went purple. Yeah. Prior to that, all all bets were off. They were like, "Oh, is that your natural hair color?" Um, today it is. Yeah, <laughs> woke up with it. Honestly, we can do a whole episode on black hair. Um, we could. We, we could should. talk about the Crown Act. We could talk about discrimination. We could talk about because, like, for a long time, it was like, yeah, you. A lot of women were embarrassed to say that it was their natural hair because the point was to assimilate. Right. The point mm-hmm. was to make your hair look more white. Air quotes. Right. Um, but now it's sort of like. It's it's more a form of like expression, like self-expression or artistic expression to have, you know, whatever kind of hair. So now I feel like the general consensus or people are a little bit less cagey about it. But yeah, mm. we can do a whole episode on uh we, sh- we should on black hair. I think that'd I think be really fun. Be fascinating. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Cool. So anyway, so that was my idea is we would talk about that. And we did. So that's I pretty did. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and if you have more questions, like we do always say if you have questions let us know. Um, and mm-hmm. we may not stop what we're doing to answer it right away, but we might do a podcast episode about exactly. it. Exactly. something we haven't talked up. about. Yep. We have a contact form on our website. You're welcome to use that. You can DM us um, at the underrepresented in tech Twitter account, mm-hmm. or you can DM my personal account on Twitter. I'd be happy to um, chat about it, Allie, chat with Allie about anything that comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, you know, we, we just, I just want to redirect you also is that we have the list of podcasts that we've done, like Allie said, and we also have a list of resources, um, a resource page on our website. And if you need book recommendations, both of us have books that we can recommend to you. So ask us publicly on Twitter, you know, what book would you recommend for this, that, or the other? And we will answer that. Ask us at the, it's at underrupt in tech. Yes, um, which is our podcast and, and our, our uh, Twitter account, X account, whatever. And if you go to our website because <laughs> you can't remember it, it's yeah. linked on our website as well. Is it? Is it? <laughs> if it's not, it will be by the time we we go live here. <laughs> is that our contact? <gasps> we don't have a link to our Twitter on our website. All right, we're, we're, so we're going to put be that there. on there. It'll it be will. there. <laughs> How funny! I just assumed it was. I guess it should be. It's a good assumption. Like we're. Be. We're we just we're newbies at this whole web thing, <laughs> except we're not. Yeah, I've never made a website before. It's it's linked on our media kit of all things, but it's nowhere. All else. right. So by the we'll time you're listening to this, something. yeah, it'll be up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you have right. questions, questions are always good. We we encourage them. Just make sure you're asking appropriately and you're asking within the right context. Thank Correct you, Mundo. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> See you next week. This episode was sponsored by the following companies. The Blogsmith. The Blogsmith is a holistic content marketing agency for B2B technology brands that creates data-driven content with a great reader experience. Visit theblogsmith.com to learn more. Thank you so much to our sponsors for this episode. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.